Om Namo Narayanaya. We are starting a new chapter today. This is called of the means of getting money, of the signs of the change of a lover's feelings, and of the way to get rid of him. May I remind my listeners, all of you, that this part of the Kama Sutra is about courtesans. It is not about normal relationships. It is about a courtesan and her lover. The definition of courtesan is not given in this book. It was probably assumed that everyone knew what it was, but reading this hundreds of years later, I just have this feeling that our definition and their definition are two different things. So there's a lot of context that is needed. As for, does this part of the Kama Sutra get reprinted in modern books? Yeah, I doubt it. Because we just don't write sex guides for courtesans anymore. Um... And also, if it does get translated, I'm of the feeling that it's probably complete mistranslations deliberately done or just pulling out little bits and pieces going, here's something that's really good to do for your lover. And they've literally changed it to lover instead of courtesan, um, which is not what this book is saying. It is not saying that. Uh, you know, for example, we read a bit on kings. I wouldn't be surprised if you read this today. It says, oh, your supervisor. Well, that's not what it says. So these are mistranslations, and I really don't like mistranslations, um, if I can avoid them. But I'm sure this book is actually full of them, and then it probably gets mistranslated more and more and more. Um, it's just, I don't know. Or these modern Kama Sutra books just, just don't even cover this section. Which is really why I'm reading this, is to get the stuff that you're never going to get. May not have the good pictures. I know I'm not that sexy, but that's not what this book was written for. So, <laughs> a sex guide written before the age of photographs. Uh, and it's not about, yeah, no, actually it's about sex. There's nothing else here. Anyways, let's read before I ramble on. <laughs> Money is got out of a lover in two ways. By natural or unlawful means, and by artifices. Old authors are of the opinion that when a courtesan can get as much money as she wants from her lover, she should not make use of artifice. But Vatsayana, the author of the sutras, lays down that though she may get some money from him by natural means, yet when she makes use of artifice, he gives her doubly more, and therefore artifice should be resorted to for the purpose of extorting money from him at all events. Now, the artifices to be used for getting money from her lover are as follows. Taking money from him on different occasions for the purpose of purchasing various articles such as ornaments, food, drink, flowers, perfumes, and clothes, and either not buying them or getting them from him more than their cost. Praising his intelligence to his face, pretending to be obligated to make gifts on occasion of festivals connected with vows, trees, gardens, temples, or tanks, pretending that at the time of going to his house, her jewels have been stolen either by the king's guards or by robbers, alleging that her property has been destroyed by fire, by falling of her house, or by carelessness of her servants, pretending to have lost ornaments of her lover along with her own, causing him to hear through other people of the expenses incurred by her in coming to see him, contracting debts for the sake of her lover, disputing with her mother on account of some expense incurred by her for her lover and which was not approved of by her mother, not going to parties and festivals in the houses of her friends for want of presents to make them, she having previously informed her lover of the valuable presents given to her by these friends, 
not performing certain festive rites under the pretense that she has no money to perform them with, engaging artists to do something for her lover, entertaining physicians and ministers for the purpose of attaining some object, assisting friends and benefactors, both on festive occasions and in misfortune, performing household rites, having to pay the expenses of the ceremony of marriage of the son of a female friend, having to satisfy curious wishes, including her state of pregnancy, pretending to be ill, and charging her cost of treatment, having to remove the troubles of a friend, selling some ornaments so as to give her lover a present, pretending to sell some of her ornaments, furniture, or cooking utensils to a trader who has been already tutored how to behave in the manner, having to buy cooking utensils of greater value than those of other people so that they might be easily distinguished and not changed for others of an inferior description. Remembering the former favors of her lover and causing them always to be spoken of by her friends and followers, informing her lover of the great gains of other courtesans, describing before them in the presence of her lover her own great gains and making them out to be even greater than theirs, though they may not have been really the case, openly opposing her mother when she endeavors to persuade her to take up with men with whom she has been formerly acquainted on account of the great gains to be got from them, Lastly, pointing out to her lover the liberality of his rivals. Thus ends the ways and means of getting money. I have an ex-girlfriend. She has passed from the earth. She had um, alcohol addiction, died at 33 years old. Her body just couldn't take not eating and drinking all the time. When we first met, um, I don't know, a couple months into our relationship, she asked me for some money. She couldn't pay her student loan debt, she said, um, because paychecks hadn't come through and, uh, you know, it was all right. And I was making good money, so I gave her $500. And months and months and months later, I started to take over her student loan debt because she was just completely bad with finances. And so I said, let me, let me investigate it. Let me figure it out. She had like... 15 different things out. Some of them were like for 15 bucks. It was just insane. So I said, look, I'll pay that one off for you. I'll do this. I'll consolidate them. I'll fix it. I'll get it together. And then when we do that, then you can start paying a reasonable amount and they won't come after you threatening your paycheck or all that crap. Shouldn't have done that, but I was a good guy wanting to help somebody. So I'm looking at her thing. There was nowhere, nowhere that said she had paid $500 on a student loan. Actually, the loans had never been paid on, ever, which is why they were out of control. She'd been out of school for a few years. So I'm like, I gave you 500 bucks for a loan, and you... where is it? I didn't mention anything at that point, because there was other problems. Um, come to find out, she was going out to dinner with her ex-husband while telling me she was at work. Didn't even know she had an ex-husband. And she also was such an alcoholic, she was probably dropping $20, $30 a day on alcohol. Easy. And so that's where her $500 went. She wasn't honest with me. And I actually went in debt to help her. And even after she passed away, I still had debt. It was just very dumb, very learning experience. But the thing is, is when I found that out, like, I gave you all this money, what happened to it? Oh, I just, and there was no paycheck issue. Um, it just was you not being able to spend money and taking advantage of me. You lied to me to get the money. It didn't help the relationship. It actually ruined it. It was the beginning of the end. Um, and a year later, I just like, I can't, I, you can live here, but I can't deal with you. 
Um, and we were fighting the last time I saw her. I sent her away and she was dead three days later or in a coma. But it didn't help yet to come to this. And I don't talk about my life a lot on this channel, but this just came to my head while I was reading. Essentially, this channel is, sorry, this chapter is endorsing people being like my ex-girlfriend, manipulative to get more. Did it work? Yeah. Did it help the relationship? No. Ruined it. Um, absolutely ruined it. Destroyed it so much that I sent her home to get help. She didn't get help and she died. I believe from neglect. She might still be alive had we had a good relationship. On the other hand, she wasn't my one. She, I, I, she wasn't the one. It wasn't the right one for me. And I have the right one now who I found. So it was a horrible learning experience and horrible thing for everyone to be involved in. But I just think of her when I'm reading this. This book is literally telling you to manipulate your lover. And it doesn't work. It works today. But tomorrow, you're going to burn your bridge. And you may find yourself dying because of that neglect, because of that burnt bridge. That's what, to me, so much of this book is teaching. All about, let's get it on now, let's get to money now, and screw tomorrow. Screw that person. Who cares about feelings and things? I find this book so manipulative. It's mind-balling. So excuse me for the personal story. This is not a sermon channel, but it just came to me. And I always do want to say a little something of about everything I'm reading, just so this isn't like a book on tape. And also to spark a conversation with you, because I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, and it doesn't matter what it is, please put it down below. So that being said, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sitting with me on this longer video and my little rant. Um, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.